0: Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 129 of the Poke Tower Podcast. I'm your host, Gengar Greasy. Uh, This is a collectibles and trading cards podcast. If you're new here, we cover all kinds of different TCGs Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh!, Dragon Ball, Digimon and more. We got a lot of stuff to cover today, but before I start, remember, uh, if you're a member of our Discord, we have our Discord monthly box break. This one is about a week late. It's on this Friday, this Friday, March, um, whoa, April 7th at 730 Central, youtube.com. Okay, go to YouTube, get on the channel, watch the stream. Um, you don't have to participate, but if you do, if you want to get some packs. We're actually opening Scarlet and Violet EX. That's our featured packs. Uh, and then we have everything else that's available on the store like always. So the dot something in my eye, what is going on Poketower.com. get your packs. Uh, that's this Friday. We're giving out free slabs as well as uh, three different slabs given away. There's a dragon ball slab, uh, and I believe two Pokemon as well. I think it's a uh, rainbow rainbow and SPR and something else. Oh gosh, gold or trainer of some sort. I can't remember them all. Um, But we're giving out those gifts, so if you're interested in that, uh, this is your last couple days before you can do that. And uh, that's about it. Episode 129. We are on the way to three years as a podcast, over 130 episodes. I don't know how many hours that is. Two times 13 was 200, so almost maybe 300 plus hours of podcasting, so I appreciate you guys for always tuning in. It means a lot. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to uh, our Apple podcast or go on Spotify, give us a rating. Five stars will do. Thank you. And uh, that's it. Okay. Let's get into the TCG Battle Royale this week. We got a couple of new things. Here we go. All right. TCG Battle Royale this week. Who is number one? I'm going with Dragon Ball Super Power Absorbed. Still top dog. Um, actually, there's been in- pretty much increases across the board. Uh, case prices $750. That's for the standard retail case, not the collector's booster box. $750 for that. The collector's booster box, one box is $580. Yeah. And then the box price for a single retail box is seventy four ninety three. So those are all up in every category. The top four cards in the set come out to six thousand six hundred nine dollars. Now that is down from last week's eleven thousand. But we talked about this. We told you that the ghost rare Goku, right, um, that new hologram rare, that was listed at like eight k. We knew that wasn't going to happen, but they've been regularly selling between twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars. So that's where it's kind of settled now. you got other alts that are close to $1,000 a pop in this set. Um, you also have secret rares that are a couple hundred dollars. So set is just absolutely killing it. Um, now, there are only 20 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. So that's down a little bit from last week. And this might be your cue to go after some of those SPRs and things like that. Um, but I, you can still wait on the other rarities. The only one that I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't take a too much time to think about is the Goku hologram, uh, Universe at Stake. Um, this is giving me Vegeta God Rare feels where, you know, hey, he's around this price and he's going to go up or he's going to come back down and stay exactly where he's at right now. So I don't know if there's going to be any opportunities for that hologram rare to go down. I don't know the exact pull rates either, so I can't tell you, you know, hey, I think people are pulling these more than we think, but I do know from last week's search when we went on eBay on the podcast, we saw that there were there are a handful of hologram rares, ghost rares on eBay for sale, uh, and that is very different from when we saw god rares for sale. Remember, when god rares were for sale, you might you have seen two or three for sale at one time. This one had about half a dozen, maybe more, so are the pull rates... Easier, I don't know. Um, but the difference is, is this is the first of its kind, and it's also the trademark character of the franchise. So it's like a little bit different than a Vegeta, Vegeta God Rare. This is kind of, this is, this is like, this is like, uh, you know, Ghost Rare Blue Eyes White Dragon, Ghost Rare Dark Magician. This is, he, he, it's in a category of its own. You can't really use other cards to be like, oh, it's kind of like this. Uh, This is a new thing, and it's a beautiful card. I still want one. However, I'm not in the market to get one just yet. Okay, number two this week. I'm going with Yu-Gi-Oh! Maze of Memories. I know. I I said it last week. You know, I I think that Digimon could drop down to number three, number four, um, and Yu-Gi-Oh! could take that number two spot shortly. And and when we look at Digimon and Pokemon today, you'll see why I put it here at number two. but the case prices are still the same at $6.99. Box prices, $62.34. <laughs> Top four cards in the set come out to $54.99. I want to say... Give me a second. I want to say the box price is wrong. I don't think that's right. I think that's a typo. Yeah, oh no, $62.34. Okay, all right, we're good. Box prices are are, are $62. Top four cards in the set come out to $549.99. And then there are 16 cards that break the $15 price point. So it's got two red categories on the box price and uh, the singles price. However, $62 for a collector rare set like this is not bad. Remember, I compare it to like a Toon Chaos Junior or like a, a King's Court collector rare set. So it's it's a higher quality than other collector rare sets because of the pools you got in here. The Barons, obviously amazing. I think it's over 200 bucks right now. Uh, you got the Elemental Heroes over 80 something. The Blackluster Soldier is actually down to about 62, but check this out: Gate Guardian is on his way up. Gate Guardian is, I think, closer to 50 dollars now, so he's coming up. That was something that we predicted early. Um, so if you got one around 30, 40 bucks, you're doing pretty darn well right now. Um, I think that Gate Guardian might keep climbing too. You know that that might be the the pick. It's a classic card that was reprinted. Um, and uh, I think I think there's a lot of people that enjoy that card. So yeah, I'm putting Yu-Gi-Oh at number two, just because it's got it's got the rarity, it's got the rarity in, in a collector rare, but it's also not impossible. So like you look at Power Absorbed, that hologram rare, some people probably see that as that is unobtainable. You go to Yu-Gi-Oh, a collector rare is not unobtainable. You can buy them on on TCG Player for less than hundred bucks, or you can take your chances with a box at $60 and get one. You could pull one, right? You got one in three boxes, you're going to get one. Um, so it's not a super hard pull. However, the rarity is there. And then you think about the characters. It's not like they slapped any old character on these collectors. These are all, you know, very good cards, at least in the... T- I mean, you got Solemn Judgment, you got Gate Guardian, you got Blackluster, you got Baron, and then you have the Elemental Heroes Fusion. Like, those are all respectable legacy characters. Um, some meta, some not, some are just more collectible than others. Uh but you know, this set also has labyrinth labyrinth support, so like there's a lot going for it. Now, it's not flashy, it's not big, but it is it's good. It's a good set. And uh when you look at who's number 3 this week, that's Digimon Dimensional Phase Dimensional Phase. Wow. Case prices are down to 719. Box prices are at 8050, so that came up a tad. And the top four cards in the set are at 724. And there are 13 cards in the set that now break that $15 price point. So now we're starting to see that one month to a month and a half old price decline that you see in every modern set, right? That, that six to eight month, six to eight week span where something, you know, starts to die off. It's happening to Digimon at this point. So only 13 cards, they're all alts, which, you know, you're going to get one or two per box. Um, And then what are the chances that you have one of those 13 alts? I don't know. Uh, Probably not likely. Uh, the Mastemon's still up there, pretty high. I remember uh, date w- date Nate was telling us in our Discord that uh, that's a pretty meta card, and then on top of the rarity, you know, people just want want that. Um, the All Force Vijramon is actually still seventy five bucks on TCG Player, but if you look at the box prices, those are up to eighty. Remember what I told you? One of these is going to go up, one of these is going to go down. And it just so happens that the box price is being valued more than the All Force Vijramon, so I still think he's a good buy. Uh, I-, I think he's good. Um, at seventy-five bucks, and I think you're probably going to see his price climb up in a few weeks. Number four, yeah, this is a debut week. This is the debut week for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet EX. I have to put it at number four though, uh, and hopefully you can see what I'm talking about here. Case prices seven twenty, box prices one twenty-three, which isn't that bad considering wholesale is like a hundred and ten. It's like one hundred eight, hundred ten, something like that. Uh, with the new, with the new re. The wholesale prices they got. Um, 123 for that. Top four cards in the set come out to $217. That's right. You can get the top four cards in the set for less than 225 bucks. You can just be done with it. Um, so that's a great value there, I think. Now, this is what I don't like about Scarlet and Violet. The fact that Miriam went from 250 down to $70 in like a day. That's troubling. The other thing I don't like is that this is one of the first times in Pokemon release history where a trainer is the number one card in the set. That's actually it says a lot. That says a lot about the rest of the set and that people don't really care for it. You do got Mirrodon, who's who was cheaper. He was actually like thirty five bucks around release, and now he's closer to fifty. That's good. Uh, Gardevoir, forty ish, fifty, and then you have the the uh, uh, I think he's around forty something too right now. The Altart. But when you've been marketing, I mean, they have been marketing Miradon and Caridon this whole time. And the fact that they can't be the number one guy on a set that was pushed so hard about Scarlet Violet, Mirrodon, Mirrodon, Caridon, like It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that a trainer with no story, right? We got Miriam here. No story, no glory. Uh, there's no depth to this character nothing that 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 is what's the market is deciding is the number one character so i don't really like that i like the rarity i like the um i think the pool rates i think we're in a new era of pokemon where the pool rates are going to be easier that's just the way it seems i pulled miriam um i pulled three or four special alternate arts or special illustration rares i pulled three gold cards um in that was with five boxes i saved the last box for everyone else um on our, our case box break. Uh so maybe we'll get this Mirrodon. I'm hoping we get the Mirrodon or we get the Caridon, because I think those are going to be the two that kind of over the weeks I think those could be the guys that go up in value. Uh but so far it's it's Miriam at number one and and I this is the first time we've ever seen a trainer card on debut week be the number one card in the set. Yeah, that's that's kind of tough. You know what I mean? Like tell me why kids Would want to collect Miriam. I just don't see it happening. Um, I see Miriam being bought up by adults who are 30 years older, right? So that's, that's kind of troubling. I I just don't, I don't think if that's where it debuted at was, you know, it was 250 and it dropped down to 70 on release day. Absolutely nuts. Uh, The fact that that happened it doesn't look good for the future, right? Like if your best card is $70 and the box costs $120, forget about it. Um, so I'm putting it at number four. It was fun set. I liked I like the new rarities. I think it was a terrible character selection on their end. Um, you gotta make Mirrodon and Caridon, you have to they're legendaries. You have to give them that mythical facade. They gotta be something, right? Uh and, and if if Miriam's going to be our, I don't know, our, our, our foundation of Scarlet and Violet, how, how, what are we going to do with the future sets? I have no idea. Um, but there you go. That's, that's the uh, Battle Royale this week. We got Dragon Ball Power Absorb number one. Nobody's beating that anytime soon. It's just too crazy. Maze of Memories number two because, again, you got legacy characters and a good rarity that can be attained, but it's still tough to get and the legacy characters are actually going up in value. Uh Dimensional Phase is down. You only have 13 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. Those are all alts. Uh All Force Vegemon is the only solid pick I see at this time who who may be underpriced and will go up in value. I still think everyone else is overpriced. So if you buy someone else, I think you're going to lose value. I think if you buy All Force Vegemon, he's the only one who has upside because he's already so cheap. Uh, and then Scarlet Violet EX. Um, Fun set, great set, it's fresh, it's good. It's great for the kids, um, but uh, as in terms of collecting, there's not much to be had here, and a lot of value has already been lost just on release day, which was last Friday. So, there you go. Moving on to Pokemon this week, here we go. Who's that Pokemon? Okay, so I went to um, a mini, mini villain con. In Oklahoma City this weekend. Um, And it was uh, an event where you could meet a couple villains from the Dragon Ball series. So you had had some android voice actors there. Um, You had Gohan as a kid. You had Goku as a kid. Kid Goku, Kid Gohan, voice actor there. I think it's the same person. Uh, You had Frieza, uh, who's now... That's a, a lady. It's not the original Frieza voice actor. Um... But, and then they had some vendors there, right? Um, I got the I got the kids a couple toys, um, which was expensive as hell. wasn't happy about that, but anyways, they were happy. Uh, but they also had some vendors there selling cards, and my goal was to buy vintage cards. That was that was it. I said, you know, I'll go buy some vintage singles if they have good slabs. We'll go there and we'll we'll take a look. Uh, come to find out, I find a vendor who has a bunch of dark holographics, um, and they were in near mint to mint condition. <laughs> Um, and I ended up I ended up spending just over four hundred bucks this past weekend on raw cards and then one slab. Um, it was thirteen cards, twelve or thirteen cards. Anyways, the average price comes out to thirty three dollars a card if you count the slab. If I take the slab out, it came out to twenty eight bucks a card. I paid twenty eight dollars per hollow that I bought. Uh, there were some ex foils. There was dark Pokemon, dark Charizard, dark Blastoise, dark Gengar, uh, dark Slowbro. <laughs> Um, there was a Rocket Arbok, Rocket Weezing. There were some Ex in there. I think I got Groudon, Kyogre, someone else, Suicune. So I got I got some pretty old but good cards that I I think are are going to be pretty sweet. Now they're not in the best condition, you know. They're they're near mint, near mint plus is what I would say. Um, but at twenty eight dollars a card, can't beat it. So I want to talk to you today about the Dark Charizard market. Um, is this a good time to buy? And did I get lucky this weekend? I think I did, actually. I think I got pretty darn lucky. Uh, so this is the first edition Charizard that we're looking at here. Uh, he is up over 64% in the last three months. Now, three months is a small window, but that's one quarter, right? Three months, uh, 90 days. And that that's a difference of $162 in the last three months. So he's at 415 bucks raw right now. Uh, there are 94 sales in the last three months. So you're averaging about 30 sales a month. And the average price is $268. So, if you're in what this tells me right now, if you're in the market for a first edition Dark Charizard Hollow, you want to shoot for under $268, or you might want to just wait this one out. He's a little high right now, he's up over 64%. And I think if you look, anytime he's hit this 64% peak on this chart, he's dropped. So, I think we're right about here. I'm thinking it'll come back down. Uh, closer to this range and then you'll want to you should be in the market for a dark Charizard holographic probably under 200 bucks I bet I bet you would be able to find one you know for probably 200 I would say 190 to 225 which would be way better than 268 now let's go ahead and take a look at the unlimited Charizards the unlimited Charizard that's what I bought I uh, wish I had him on me mm, he's hiding somewhere okay Uh 25 percent He's up 25% over the last three months, and the uh, that's a difference of $16.87. There have been 316 sales, so 100 sales per month, basically, and then his average price sale is 88.86. Now, remember, I paid about $28 for my Charizard, so we did pretty darn good. Um, I think mine can grade a seven, uh, but if you look here, his raw price is at $84, and he's actually on the down, downtrend. If you look, every time he's kind of came up to this, you can see here's the $80 price point right here. He's hit it there. He's hit it there. He's hit it there, 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 right? All these peaks. Every time he's hit around that 85, he's already on the downtrend. If you can see, if you see this peak right here, he's actually coming down. So you could probably wait till he gets below $80 raw. And that might be a good time to get yourself a dark Charizard. Now, why do I keep talking about near mint to mint? Well, I I think... Getting a mint copy is a lot harder than you think. And then also you have to rely on your grading company to give you that grade. Um, So there's a lot of factors that go on. This is why I I like talking about PSA 7s and PSA 8s because I think their markets are underpriced. Speaking of, this is a PSA 10 um, Charizard Hollow from Rocket. So this is the unlimited version. He's actually down 22% in the last three months. So four sales in the last three months, basically one sale a month. Average price, $1,888. Uh, someone just bought one at $1,700. So you might, maybe if you're in the market for a 10, you want to shoot for sixteen dollars to $1,700. That would be probably a good, good price range. Uh, there's not a lot of price data here for that, but let's go down a couple grades further and see what I'm talking about. You got the PSA-8 Charizard. Look at this. He's up 42%. <laughs> over the last 3 months that's a change of 60 bucks. Um so $210 so you minus 60 he was at 150 bucks at some point. Um that's pretty darn good for a PSA 8, right? So that might be something you want to look for. Say hey, you know, look every time he kind of touches this $200 range right here, you can see here at this point, at this point, at this point, at this point he drops back down. So for a PSA 8, I would say it's not time to buy one right now and I would wait for your chance to get one closer to 150 160 bucks there have been 57 sales in the last three months which is basically 20 sales a month um, and his average price is 170 so you want to aim for under 170 and um, also uh, you know right now he's hot this thing is hot um, and this is if you if you go back in our anywhere in our podcast like go back you know months maybe even a year, I always talk about PSA 7s, PSA 8s. They're underpriced. This is what I see. This is what I see. If you, buy, if you bought a, a PSA 8 here, and you bought a PSA 8 here, and you bought a PSA 8 here, and you bought a PSA 8, right? So four different PSA 8s, and you bought them all down on these lower end price points, right? Let's say 150 bucks. He's up 210 That puts you up $60 on four different slabs. That's a profit of $240. You could basically move three and keep one and be free and clear of your Charizard. Like, that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about. And this stuff also takes time to develop, right? You To do that, this would have taken 90 days to do. You would have bought every single Charizard 160 or below. And now that you have this information, that's what you do. You you try to use this information to your benefit say, hey, I'm not buying an 8 unless I can get one under this price. And sometimes they fall in your lap. Sometimes they just elude you, right? There are other people that do this stuff too. Check out the 7s, though. The sevens are up 38%, basically 39% over the last three months, which is a dollar change of $43. There have been 44 sales. So over 10 sales a month, average price of 127 So when I think of a near mint Charizard, right? let's Just a regular near mint raw Charizard. I want to pay under, I want to pay under what the seven is. That's what I always do. I'm like, okay, well, what's the seven going to get me? All right, 127. 28 bucks a card, Yet yeah, no brainer. Um but here you go, you can see he is and this one's kind of different because he's got he's had more of a steady up up climb here. If you see like the lows are getting higher, except for this one right here. This was an outlier, but the lower prices are getting higher. See how the the, the valleys are not getting as low as they were. They're actually trending up. So this one might be ready to pop. Um, you can see a PSA 7's at one hundred and fifty-six dollars. What's the eight at? Um, the eight is at two hundred and ten. So you're talking a fifty-dollar difference between a seven and an eight. That's kind of your discretion there. Um, but I still think this is a solid move. I think you wait until this one goes down to about one hundred and twenty, maybe one hundred fifteen bucks, and you try and take your shots. But over the last three months, people have said you know dark charizard is a pretty hot move, and that's kind of why. When I saw that guy's stuff, I was like, oh, he's got Dark Gengar, he's got Dark Blastoise, Dark Charizard. You know, we took a look, and we did pretty well. So that's that's a quick look at the Dark Charizard market. If you haven't got one yet, it's not a good time to just go get one. You need to use this information to your advantage and get one under these prices. Preferably, you want to try and get an average price of $88. You do not want to pay, you know... You want to pay under that. <clears throat> there you guys go. That's a quick look at that. Um, I got my Dark Charizard. I would like to stack more. But clearly, as the stats say, you you want to wait. You want to wait right now. That's not what you want to do in terms of just going, I'm to go get this. Now, you can also do this for any other card. You can do this for tons of other cards. I believe I was looking at a Fossil Gengar. Fossil Gengar is crazy. So Fossil Gengar is down like... Forty percent for his unlimited hollow. It's down like forty or fifty percent. It's it's a crazy number. He's down to as low as like nineteen bucks a foil. First edition, however, is the exact opposite. He's up over fifty percent. So that's something to think about too when you're doing this. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's really just what's the best value, the best card at the best value, right? Um, maybe Charizard is not your favorite, but in terms of collecting, you got to think of things as like trading chips, right? Think of yourself as a general manager, general manager of a sports team. Sometimes general managers of sports teams take picks that they don't need because it will be better to get them something they want later. Right. So you'll often see like a general manager say, Hey, you know, why did you why did you draft a running back in the first round when you have a all star on your team? Sometimes they say, Well, you know, we figured that was the best value. At the time that was the best player available at the time and they're gonna trade them off right they're gonna trade them off or they get rid of the other guy right it's what it is is you're accumulating things and then you're able to better leverage what you want to get those pieces that you need something to think about okay uh same thing with last week when i was telling you about the Charizards. that's why i'm kind of stacking up Charizards um because i think when the markets are down what's the best value at the best price and sometimes like right now I really want to buy, um, I really want to buy like a, a first edition dark Gengar, right? That's let me get a first edition dark Gengar. However, his prices are stupid expensive to add to my personal collection. So instead I would much rather say, well, what's the best thing I can get for under 200 bucks. And then how can I use that to get my Gengar in the future? That's, that's kind of where I'm at, uh, in terms of buying certain things, right? I, I don't have a dark Charizard in the collection, so this one's cool. I, hopefully, I can grab a couple more. Um, but that's that's what I want you guys. to Maybe you know, get in the mindset of like, it may not be something you want, or some you know something you want, but it may be the piece that you need for later. Uh, and that's how you get that's how you get trades with people, um, and that's how you ultimately build your collection, right? Okay. That's it for the Dark Charizard spiel this week. Moving on to some Digimon this week, and it's going to be sweet. That's not Digimon. Oh, my gosh. Dragon Ball. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I don't have my presenter notes. I can't see anything. Hey. Someone fire Someone needs to fire our guys running samples. Someone fire him. Um, Dragon Ball this week. This is actually pretty sweet, and uh, this this makes a lot of sense to me. So we're gonna be talking about the Super Saiyan Three, uh, Miraculous Fighter Gogeta. It's a secret rare from Miraculous Revival. Now this car, this card's raw price is down almost hundred percent on the year. Uh, it was up over seventy five dollars last year, last April it is now down to under $45. This is a secret rare from Miraculous Survival. This is a set where there's only one secret rare. This is a set where, you know, a secret rare is basically a case hit. Now, if you look at the most recent sales of the PSA 10 Gogeta, you have 200, you have 175, or 177, and then you have 110. Do the math, right? So, now... You might say, "Well, yeah, but it's it's not it's not that easy to grade a PSA 10. We all know that. We all know that. However, we also know that Dragon Ball has the highest gem mint rate of any of the TCGs. Like, besides Weiss Wars, you're you're probably gonna get it. You, you you have a good shot at getting a PSA ten. So, you have Gogeta, Miraculous Revival. You know, this is like a case hit guy, right? You're not gonna get multiple multiples of these in a case. You're gonna get one um, case hit. If you look at the case prices of Miraculous Revival, it's over 1200 bucks. $1,200, you're talking $100 a box. Um, and then you look at the character selection in that case. I mean, you have great characters. You have Shenron, you have Piccolo, you have Vegeta, uh, you have uh, Janemba. And these are all SPRs that have the character outline in the back. Uh, really, really good card. Do you have Gogeta in there? Um... They're very strong SPRs, and then you have this really nice secret rare at $44 right now. And that is something I would definitely look into buying. Um, and you grade it. You grade it for $15, bucks, right? So you you wait until the PSA has their next special. Shoot, yeah, I mean, you could almost do the $20 card if you want to, um, but you wait till they have their next special and you, you send these bad boys in. At $40 a pop, you can buy three. You can buy three or four, right? Buy three or four Gogetas, at forty something dollars a pop, uh, that would cost you the same as one PSA 10 and you grade them all. Um it's just got it's got rarity, it's got character, it's got everything on its side. And Miraculous Revival being, you know, a two or three year old set, two two or three years old now, yeah. Um I think this is a solid one that I think this is one that's kind of slipping through the cracks that people are forgetting about. And I think an uptrend is on the way for this card. PSA 10 price is still strong. I mean, you buy this card for 45 bucks, you grade it for 15, you're at $60 in. You sell a PSA 10 for 180 bucks, you are 3X. That's 300%. There's not many places you can do that right now in the modern trading card games, right? Not this easy, at least. So that's something I would definitely consider. Now, moving on to Digimon this week. Here we go. Alright, got a little excited, pulled the trigger too early. We're going to be talking about Battle starter deck cards today. Not, starter, not Street Starter 3, not Street Starter 4, 5, no. We're talking about the original Digimon starter decks. The ones that are probably the most familiar cards in all of Digimon. Everyone knows these. Uh, we had a recent sale of a PSA 10 Hercules Kabuterimon. This is first edition PSA 10 starter uh, sold for 300 bucks. That's amazing. That is insane, Uh, especially because you know how easy it is to get these cards. Do you know how easy it is to get these cards packed fresh? Stupid easy, guys. It's stupid easy. We'll be talking about that here in a sec. Take a look. That's just one one case right here. $300 foil PSA 10. Check this out. We had a number of auctions end this past weekend. You got a PSA 10 Zudamon, $41. That right there sounds like shadowless non-hollow Pokemon. You have a $77 PSA 10 Agumon. $41 PSA 10 Angemon. $102 PSA 10 Greymon. And a $50 PSA 10 Weregarumon. These are all first edition starter deck Cards, non-hollows. These are you get. These are guaranteed that you're gonna get right. I have a sealed non-hollow you know, our starter deck right here in front of me. I open that up. Your your cards are gonna be about as fresh as they can get, right? Unless you bought a damaged box, and you grade them. And I think this was something that was heavily overlooked. Now, is this gonna help you pay off your mortgage? No. However, everyone has been sitting around trying to figure out what's the next best thing for Digimon, like. Is it the most rarest thing? Is it the most shortest printed thing? Those are cool. Don't get me wrong. I, I indulge in my series three, four, and five, six. I, I, I like that. However, series one and two and the starter decks are the cards that the majority of people know. Anyone that I know that wants to get back into Digimon, they always ask, well, what about these ones? And they're talking about these. And I'm like, those are great cards. They're great. They're like, Yeah, it's my childhood cards. Everyone's got the Saber Leomon. Everyone's got the Hercules Kabuterimon, right? Everyone has these cards. Uh, and these are the most common binder collections that you will see are the starter decks. These are the first cards that hit the market in the U.S. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, I always tell you, my Digimon collection was starter decks. That's all I had. I don't know why I always got... I mean, I had like two copies of the starter decks. Same cards in this in the binder, just over and over and over. That was because my my parents thought, you know, 60, 50, 60 cards in one box was better value than a booster pack, right? So they thought, like, more was better. They didn't know that the cards were the same, and every every time you bought a starter deck, it's the same cards. But that's besides the point. This actually makes a lot of sense. This makes a ton of sense because these are the cards that people remember the most. You look at, look at base set Pokemon. Base set Pokemon, you can find it freaking anywhere. You can find it anywhere. And it's still the highest selling, most collectible, most nostalgic, probably the favorite of Pokemon base set. It's so basic. It's a basic answer. So you look at Digimon. What's, what's it going to be? I think, you know, these starter deck cards, especially showing right here on auctions, right? This is, this is nice, clear sales data. Uh, this is great. And I think if anything's going to pop off in Digimon, I would love it for it to be these ones. I would love for it to be starter deck cards in Series 1 and Series 2 and like Taco Bell, toy promos, things like that. The original cards that came out before Series 3 to 6. That's where I would love to see it go because it's more accessible. People are going to have these cards. You're going to have a much bigger supply, which can get out into the communities. Everyone's going to be able to get a piece. The reason why people stay away from Series 3 to 6 is because it's shady ass people and there's just not enough of it out there. Even if even if War WarGreymon was the most expensive card in the world. Let's say there's only 50 copies of them. You're just not going to have the demand. The demand's not going to be there. However, these come by the hundreds, if not thousands. They're everywhere. Um, and you can still get a sealed first edition starter deck for 25 bucks. So if you've been on the fence about Digimon. Like you're like, hey man, I want to get into Digimon. I'm not sure, you know, what Series 3, Series 6, what would you do? I would say... I would say that this is a great option because you can get something brand new, factory sealed. You can save it like that, or you could open it up. Um, you could open it up, and you're going to have the best condition, most nostalgic Digimon cards you can get. That's what I would do. Uh, and I, I and I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of this because, again, these are the cards people grew up with right here. And these are all the D- the DigiDestined, right? You got WearGroom on. Raymon, Angemon, Agumon, Zudamon, Hercules Kabuterimon is a little bit different, but he was a foil, and everyone had that card. So this all makes sense, right? Um, and this, I love to see this. This is this is this is such a good thing because this there is an an available supply out there for everyone to get their hands on it, and then there is a market big enough because people know these cards to say, well, this is the card that I want. And then that creates demand. Everyone figures out, and at this point, you could say this Greymon. Graymon's a very popular card, and I don't blame him. This was this was a sweet card. It still is. Um, so that's something I would think about. And I'm just I'm excited to share this, you know, because the Digimon stuff gets exhausting. It's so exhausting. I'm tired of talking about it. Not because I don't love it, but I'm tired. I'm tired of just the con artist in this game. Um, and this this is this is excellent um it doesn't get better than that so digimon starter decks i would start taking a look at them i would start buying some if you don't have any you could go buy raw cards or i mean i would just start buying these starter decks 25 bucks a pop there was a time there was a time just a week or i'm not a week but maybe just a year ago these starter decks were creeping up to 50 dollars. so there must have been an influx in supply people are finding these i would definitely grab a few copies of these if you could All right, that's it for the Digimon News this week. Moving on to our Major League Baseball Rookie of the Year brackets for sports cards. Here we go. That's our sweet sample. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, guys. So we had the semifinal for the Major League uh, Baseball Rookie of the Year brackets. And we had Miguel Vargas versus Corbin Carroll and Jordan Walker versus Gunnar Henderson. I don't have my phone on me to tell me the score. Wow. Wow. But you guys voted Gunnar Henderson and Corbin Carroll. So that will be our final match. Gunnar Henderson versus Corbin Carroll. These were, you know, oddly enough, these were the two top picks that um, that were on MLB, MLB.com. So you had Gunnar Henderson um, and his in uh, his conference be the number one candidate for rookie of the year. And then you had Corbin Carroll in his conference be the number one. So you basically have two number one seeds playing each other here. Um I'm going to go with Gunnar Henderson. The only reason I'm picking Gunnar Henderson is because I'm invested in him. Right. I have, I have uh, about two or three base cards of him. And then I have a gold rainbow foil of him as well in SGC nine. I was hoping that got a 10. I got screwed. But anyways, I'm rooting for Gunnar Henderson. Uh He plays shortstop third base. Um He can hit. And uh, I think that, you know, he, he'll be able to outpace what Corbin Carroll's doing. So um, that is my pick. I also like that Gunnar Henderson also has Adley Rutschman, uh, who's also another very high, highly rated rookie, plays catcher. Uh, he just, he opened up, you know, the season with a home run. So I kind of like his supporting cast. Um, I think the Orioles are going to be fun to watch with those two playing. So I would say Gunnar Henderson is a great pick. Um, and now that, you know, I'm hoping that you guys are looking at these rookie cards while we're doing this too. You're not just, you know, out there not doing anything. And what I mean by that is like, go to eBay, go to Gunnar Henderson, PSA 10, and and start looking at this stuff. You got to invest now because what's going to happen is if he wins, you're not going to get these prices anymore. Uh, This is a beautiful one right here. 240 bucks signed. Wow, look at this. So look, he's already in a PSA 10. He's already over fifty bucks in his base card. That's crazy. This is a nice one. Bowman certified. Gunner Henderson PSA 10, hand signed auto. Oh, it's got the it's got the poopy label though. You don't want that label. Um, 2021 Bowman draft chrome. Gunner Henderson yellow lava, number to 75 PSA 10. That's that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, so his market's already up. Wow, they're trying to sell a base for one hundred and four dollars. Base for seventy. Top series one, I think, is a great pick. Uh, if you get a top series one, try to go for serial numbered um, or get a gold rainbow foil like I did. Uh, this one's awesome, guys. This beautiful card right here, Adley Rutschman and Gunner Henderson. It's a uh, Bowman Chrome. It looks like a um, relic. That is sweet. So I would start looking and, and if you really believe in him, you know, and, and this is also this is your test at this point. This is your test where you where you challenge yourself and you say, hey, do I do I, uh, you know, invest in this and experiment and see if I'm right. If I'm right, you know, I make money. If I'm wrong, I lose money or, you know, you don't make any money. You have to challenge yourself. I know it's hard to take a speculative guess, but this is why we kind of did this to kind of narrow those decisions down and now you ha- you have to make a choice, right? Um but yeah, I'm invested in Gunner Henderson and I think he could do great. I also think Jordan Walker is still going to do great. Um I still think Corbin Kell is going to do. Great. I wish I could have th- you know copies of all their rookie's cards, but I I went heavily on Gunner Henderson. Um but that's it uh for the MLB rookie of the year brackets. We're going to be doing a little bit more sports talking about Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson's market. So this was interesting. I want to say. Oh man. Um in February. In February, uh, like I want to say right around the Super Bowl, maybe right before it. You know, the whole Lamar Jackson sitting out injured. He's sabotaging his team because he wants a contract, that type of thing. Um, I thought that was a great time to buy his cards because people were basically slandering him, saying, you know, he's putting a bad image of him out there. So I was like, oh, let me go look at some Lamar Jackson rookies. And I was able to get this card right here, this uh, Lamar Jackson uh, optic rated rookie hollow. I got a SGC 10 for 199 bucks, And I, I think I did pretty darn well. Um, now, if you look at his PSA 10, there's been no change in the last three months. You've had two sales at 300 bucks. I'll get back to why I bought in February, but anyways, you would think with his career up in the air right now and no teams, there are literally no teams that want to sign this guy. The Ravens want to sign him. They just don't want to pay him. You would think his value would be going down. It's actually the opposite. People, I think people are speculating that he's going to go to a better team because when you look at his silver prism, his rookie card from 2018, it's up 63% in the last three months. Three sales, average price of $26.59, one sale at $2,000, and you just recently had a sale over $3,000 for a PSA 10 silver uh, rookie prism of Lamar Jackson. Wouldn't you think they'd be the opposite? Like, you know, he doesn't have a team right now. He may not go back to the Ravens. Nobody else wants him, right? The Colts burned him. The Falcons burned him. The Patriots burned him. Like All these teams are coming out just saying, hey, we're not willing to take that risk. And he's like, you know, I want Deshaun Watson money. And they're like, no, you're not getting Deshaun Watson money. Which I get. You know what I mean? He's been hurt. Like the He won his MVP in 2019. Um, and then it was like, that was it, you know? So, I get it. Um, he hasn't played in the last three, four seasons. He's always hurt. He's never available. And it's just interesting to see that this card is up over 63%. And you say, okay, well, that's maybe that's an anomaly. Well, we look at another card. Look at his base. This is his base rookie prism, so not the silver uh, variant. It's up forty-five percent in the last three months. There have been eighteen sales with an average price of two hundred fifteen dollars. Now, I would not go out and buy this this uh, base uh, prism. I would keep my eyes on a silver or like a optic hollow. That's what I would do if you're in the market for Lamar Jackson. But right now is actually not the time to buy. It seems like it seems like you might have to wait. This is, oh man. How to explain this? I got lucky. I got lucky that I got my optic hollow for you know one ninety nine. Because the way I look at this, the way I look at this is, it's a super speculative play. And this is something that a lot of you guys that are getting new to the sports are gonna have to figure out. So, I bought in February, thinking one ninety nine is cheap. I think I can get more than that. That's cool. Let's say he goes to a terrible team and he and he gets benched next year. I'm done. Like that card's done. Um, so that's that's something I might have to deal with. Let's say he goes to a team that can make the playoffs and win big. I'm in good. Like I'm in really good. Uh, and that's I think that's what these guys are banking on too. Why are people paying more for his cards right now over the last three months? Right. You, you look about it. It's it's April. So you had March, February, January. He wasn't even playing in January. He wasn't playing in February. March is the off season. We're moving into April off season. Like it's getting deeper in the off season, and his prices are up. Um, so I think people, people are betting that he's going to go to a better team, and that he's going to be back better than ever. That's what it sounds like. And all of these people could lose, right? So this guy that's buying up here, you know, uh, over two hundred fifty dollars for a base PSA ten, he might lose. Like if 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 Jackson doesn't get signed. And, or he goes to a crappy team and his value is going to drop. Um, it's all up in the air. So really the only thing you could do, and this is where it kind of gets sketchy. It's like you buy while he's, you buy right now because this might be the cheapest you would, even though it's up 45% or it's up 63%. If you don't buy now, it's just going to go up higher. That's one way. Cause if he goes to a good team then that's it, you know what I mean? Um, But it sounds like people are betting that he's going to go to a good team. I have no idea what to think about this. I'm just happy that I bought in February. And I, I, you know, at the time I was like, man, is 199 too much for a guy that's not playing? It seems to be like I made the right choice, uh, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, But that's, that's a quick look at the Lamar Jackson market. I'd like to know what you guys think in the discord. Please let me know. um, Where do we think he's going? Why are we seeing this? And I, I honestly think it's because people are speculating that, uh, grass is going to be greener on the other side for Lamar Jackson. Me? I don't know. I just saw $199. I was like, that's cheap. That's cheap. SGC10, call it a day. All right. That's it for sports this week. We're going to be jumping into the gaming corner. Here we go. All right. Greasy's gaming corner. CIB. Complete inbox. Is it worth it? So, I think it can be, but from what I'm seeing right now in the market is CIB complete inbox is actually very popular. CIB is very popular, and I think it's because it's accessible to the average collector. The prices are, um, and you know it's obtainable. So, you look right here. We're looking at Pokemon Red today for Game Boy. You could have bought a a a complete inbox version of pokemon red for 300 bucks or you can get a cgc8 pokemon red complete inbox not sealed for 650 now what i what i saw what my findings were is that you i saw about 10 times the amount of raw complete inbox sales over graded complete inbox sales so is cib worth it i think what I've decided, based on this information, is that complete in box for video games, there's a market for it, but it's just not showing. I mean, this is profitable, right? 300 bucks to 650 that can be profitable, don't get me wrong, um, but you're not seeing a lot of CIB-graded games being sold. It's just not happening, um, and I think that there's... A- actually only a few specific cases where you should be buying CIB graded. And I think that's for legacy, like legendary games, right? Mario, um, Zelda, Majora's Mask, right? And not, not just any old Majora's Mask, but like the not for resale version. Um, same thing for Zelda Ocarina of Time, not for resale version. Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue. Those are the types of games that I would probably buy graded, complete in box. However, I think there's a better move to be made right now. And this is something that I'm probably going to be doing myself. You could buy two Pokemon red CIB for the price of one Pokemon red CIB that's graded. So what I would start doing, and this is, this is something that will be a personal strategy of mine. I would actually start buying, if you believe in complete, complete in box, which I think, I think you can. I mean, if you go to eBay, look at this, I'm going to show you real quick. There's a, People are doing this. People are buying a lot of this stuff. Pokemon Red CIB, right? If I go to sold, let me show you something here. There's one graded copy. Here's a raw one. one two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. I mean, look at 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Okay, 30. I'm stopping at 30. There have been 30, 30 raw complete in box sales to one completed, uh, complete in box graded sale. So... I think now is the time to actually accumulate complete in box collections, but you don't need to grade them. You don't need to grade them. What you can actually do is accumulate your complete in box collection, obviously take care of it, put it up on your shelf, you know, protect it, put it in the protection it needs, uh, and you can actually wait to see if the graded video game market for CIB is even a viable option. Because at this point, it tells me that people do buy CIB, and that CIB will go up in value. When there's that kind of demand, 30 sales in the last you know, couple weeks, 30 sales on Pokemon Red, there's demand. People are buying this stuff. Boom, boom, it's drying up. Um. It sounds like we're just not there for the graded CIB market, or nobody really cares about the case, right? They just want the game complete. So this is almost like when you think about trading cards raw to raw right so you buy a card raw you sell it raw because it just went up in value this is what i would do i would probably wait i would buy pokemon red and pokemon blue and i'd buy multiple copies cib make sure everything's there make sure you're getting the best copies possible for your for your dollar and then in a year maybe two years from now we start seeing the cib graded market go up wow people are buying these things graded now it's, it's a thing you were buying these things at 300 bu- 300 bucks. Now, you look at a raw Pokemon Red and it's 600. You're like, "Dang, it's 600, 700 bucks. I was buying when they were 300." At that point, you can decide, do I want to sell it raw cuz I have $300 in in equity there or do I want to, you know, grade it and increase it up to 1200? And now your $300 bill has turned into a $1200 bill. These are the types of things I'm thinking about. Uh, and I think CIB, honestly, honestly, if you're going to go CIB graded, it better be for your personal collection or it better be like a super rare game because a super rare game that isn't sealed. That's just, I mean, just a trademark game like Mario, still crazy expensive CIB, right? Uh, Pokemon stadium, like a not for sale version, super rare, right? That it's extremely rare. And I think that's why it can be CIB, but just a standard you know a standard game i would be careful and i'd be wary of and i think pokemon red and blue are the next mario zelda i think that's what that's what we're going to see but we're probably about five to ten years away from that to be honest i think pokemon red and blue are the next mario zelda because you still have people that are 50 60 years old that just fantasize over mario and zelda for nintendo so i think pokemon red and blue still has some time and right now Right now, what I would do is I would just start buying complete in box copies, putting them away, and let them gain value. You don't have to grade them today. You don't have to grade them tomorrow. Just like I said, you could buy two red copies for the price of one graded one. So I would, I would start stacking up those raw CIBs. And if anything, worst case scenario, CIB goes up in price. Best case scenario CIB graded goes up in price. Either way, you win because you bought now and you accumulated now. That's what I'm seeing in the uh, complete in box market. So I think if, if that's what you're going to do, this, is, this would be the best, safest plan to do. Just stack up the games. Okay, that's it for the Gaming Corner this week. Moving on to Gengar's Grab. Where's my button? Here it is. All right, Gengar's Grabs, this segment is all about you guys and the cards collectibles you bought this week. Number five this week. Going with Omega Sandmon all the way in South Korea. Uh, This is a, I want to say a PSA 4, Dark Magician. It's a starter deck, Dark Magician, PSA 4. You say, well, why did that make, you know, why did that make the top five? Well, one, he's got the MLC, that's bonus points. Two, it's Dark Magician. It's my favorite monster in Yu-Gi-Oh! Three, he bought it for $2. He bought this slab for two bucks. The cool thing about this was he actually messaged me and said, hey, you know, I got this for two bucks. another one that was on auction that sold right after it went for $30 something dollars. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got for $2 and it actually sells for about $30. That's nuts. Had to give him a spot. That's just a great grab overall. Number four. Going with uh that guy CT, he's got a Fernando Tatis. Um, this is the the, uh, Project Seventy, I believe tops. Uh, Project Seventy, it's like where they make the, the baseball players and like classic um, comic book, movie character artworks. Uh, he's got Fernando Tatis and um, Predator. It's just sick. It's a sick card, and it's also a different card. He's also got the MLC. So this is like a unique card. I thought it was super sweet. Like So these types of cards bridge the gap between TCG and sports cards, guys. And I think it's just awesome. Uh, Really cool. I'm interested in these as well. Like I was like, man, that is sick. That's really cool. Uh, So kudos to CT. That was just a creative and uh, just a really cool different thing that we don't see a lot. Number three. Armad, too old to chase. He also got some project 70 um he got a willie maze and it looks like he's a werewolf on that card so it's baseball season it's got the mlc we got you know tcg and sports cards kind of like bred together right just classic like comic anime movie you know look to it i love it um so we got willie Mays. we got fernando tatis um uh, jr it's just sweet man like I really like these cards. I was super impressed to see these, and it's different, and I'm glad you guys are branching out. like, Because what this does is it inspires people in our group to to try other things and look at other things. you know. And uh, Pokemon's not the only thing, right? So this is really cool. Look, we got triple MLCs across the board today. Look at that. Boom, boom, boom. That, I'm proud to see that. Number two this week. Giving it to Big Tony. He got a massive PSA return. I want to say over half these cards were in PSA 10. He's got Digimon... Uh, he's got some gold. He's got a dark magician. He's got some promos. Solid, solid return. And and Tony's been doing this like once a month now. So it's just really cool to see him getting those really high return rates. And also the, the character selection, the rarity selections are all great things. Um, Very happy to see him building up like that. All right, number one this week. Kobe. Micro Johnson aka Cristopoli he takes the number 1 spot this week with a sealed copy of NBA Courtside uh on for N64 it's got Kobe Bryant Kobe Bryant NBA Courtside that's just that is sick um that is going to be he actually sent it off to water I believe so he's he's experimenting with grading video games we're using him as the hamster um hopefully he does well and I believe he took pictures before so we'll be able to see like okay so this is the grade you got with these types of standards um yeah and i think he might be one of the first guys to to actually send his own video game in to get graded in the discord so i'm i'm, ha- I'm a- anxious to see how it turns out uh, that's also a sweet sweet game to have sealed on your on your in your collection like it's got kobe on it just awesome so that is our top 5 this week we got triple mlcs it looks like chris was trying to hit mlc there he can't see his hands too small and then you got tony with the massive psa 10 spread it's really diverse different spread this week and i i like it Congrats to you guys, and thanks for sharing that on the Discord. And that is it for episode 129 this week. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the in-depth analysis. This is the type of stuff that I'm doing all the time for my own trading card business. So hopefully, you enjoy when I share these pieces with you. If there's anything you want for me to talk about, all you got to do is leave a message on Spotify. There's actually a comment section where you can leave a message, and I, I see those. Um, so if you want to leave a message on our Spotify or if you want to actually tell me on the Discord, hey, can we talk about this, that, and the other, or you can say, hey, I like when you talk about this, or I don't like when you talk about this, let me know. We can always throw this stuff back in the Discord. Um, so hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Please like, share, and subscribe. Join our Discord because it's free. Those links are always in every bio. And uh you can support the podcast by also clicking that link that says support this podcast. <laughs> That's it for episode 129. I'll see you guys for episode one thirty next week. And if you're in the box break, I'll see you this Friday at 7.30 on YouTube. Peace.